passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And we're back. One more segment here on this Sports Talk Field edition of Inside Black and Gold. Myself and Steve Geller recorded this episode on Friday. We went through the ESPN rankings of the top 50 draft steals of the last decade. Now, the Saints have a lot of these, but it's worth mentioning this is the last decade. So there are a good number of Saints draft steals that rank outside of this if you want to go back to the 2006 draft those aren't included but we're going to go through what ESPN thought were the top draft steals during that period this is a list by Matt Miller and Jordan Reed over on ESPN if you want to go check it out and follow along but without further ado here is that breakdown boy it really is tough to please all the people all the time we've gotten complaints about too much basketball talk too much LSU talk but there isn't any complaints about NFL talk? No. Also, if, if, if they're not complaining, I don't feel like I'm doing my job. As long as we're getting equal complaints, right? If we're getting complaints about one thing specifically, then that's a problem. If we're getting complaints about everything, that's it, good news. That yeah, means the puppet master is winning. Which well, on the puppet master. we're gonna we're gonna try to please our audience some more and in going into more of the NFL side of talk of things. Jeff, you brought this up to me, and uh, really interesting looking it over. Obviously, the. Uh, 50 biggest NFL draft steals of the past decades that ESPN put out. And, uh, you know, going through the list, seeing a number of former Saints and current Saints players. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's funny because you look at this list and it only goes back 10 years, which cuts off a good number of what you would consider to be draft steals. We're only going back like a Marcus Colston. Right, so you're not going back to 2006. You right. could have said Streep. You should have, could have said Colston. You could have said Jari Evans. You're not going back to even 2009. You had Thomas Morstead in the fifth round. I'd consider that a draft steal. Um, yeah, when you think about 10 years, 
it seems a lot longer than it really is. It really is. is. I, I mean, you look at Jimmy Graham, 2010. <laughs> Jimmy Graham would have been third round. Al Woods, fourth round. I mean, these are obviously steals. There's no first round picks on this. And so you look at it like, okay. I think to an extent you should have a first round pick on this list because if you're t- telling me Lamar Jackson is not a draft steal because he was in the first round, I mean, you're wrong. But either way, there are a handful of Saints players. And we talked about this earlier in the week, so I won't quiz you on it. But the highest is, who would you guess, actually? I'm going to quiz you. I would think it'd be Alvin Kamara just because yes. what he did, he's done in the league. Uh, everybody knows his name across the NFL. And a third-round pick, I think that was uh, obviously a, a great a great get right there. Yeah, and I mean, in a, in a league where you don't draft a lot of running backs in the first round, it still feels like a steal in the third round. But realistically speaking, that's where running backs go. You know, when you look at Bijan Robinson in number nine, that's a rarity, at least in today's NFL. When Reggie Bush got drafted number two and everyone was like, I can't believe the Texans didn't take him number one. Can you imagine if a, a team drafted a running back number one right now? They get laughed off the stage. <laughs> you know, Saquon Barkley is like the most generational prospect you've had in years. Even he didn't go number one. I think he went number three. I think he drafted number three. Either way, maybe two. I can't remember. Either way, he was top five. Leonard Fournette was another one who was top five, but it's rare. So Alvin Kamara is the number 13 steal. I think it was the first pick of the third round, and I think that tells you just how good Alvin Kamara has been because I don't think the first pick of the third round being a running back typically would be considered a steal. Yeah, I'm uh, just looking at some of the names on here, and I was telling you, I was really shocked to see uh, seven and eight on the ESPN list here. Stefan Diggs and George Kittle, both guys taken 146th overall. Yeah, and the Saints don't really have any players in that range, right? All of their steals, at least in the past 10 years, like if okay. you want to go to 2006, yeah. obviously you have the Colstons and the Streets. But, you know, the Saints players that appear on this list were all earlier. So the next one would be Teron Armstead, who obviously isn't on the Saints right now, but was drafted by the Saints. He was the number 75 pick, which I believe is the third round in 2013. Yeah, it's hard to hate that. I mean, he's the number 15 ranked steal on this list. Anytime you can find a long-term NFL left tackle, a Pro Bowl caliber left tackle, outside of the first round, it could be the first pick of the second round. And from Arkansas Pine Bluff. Well, right, right. <laughs> I mean, like he, he, this could have been the number 33 pick in the draft, and I would still put it high on this list because you just don't find Pro Bowl left tackles outside of the first round. It's hard to do, especially not the third round. Um, you might find swing tackles. You might find a guy like James Hurst who could start, but you don't find elite left tackles in that range, and that's one of the bigger steals you'll find. I was going to say, you know, you mentioned, too, this list doesn't include first-rounders. Would you put a Ryan Ramchek as a Saints steal? No. You think he's just living up to expectations then? Yeah, I mean, it's close. Yeah. But, I mean, he was a first-round pick, and he's a right tackle. You know, it's it's a less not it is a premium position, but it's not as, as premium right. as your left tackle would be in a right-handed quarterback's league, right? But I mean, it's close. It's on the fringe. I have a few for the Saints that okay. probably could be included. Um, let's move on. The next one, it is a second-round pick, and you don't see a ton of second-round picks on this list because it takes a really impressive player to be picked in the second round and outperform that, right? Like, when you pick a guy in the second round, you expect him to be, if not a day-one starter, a starter down the road. Like, Absolutely. Like, like an Alante Taylor. Like, you you know, people were freaking out because they took Alante Taylor and he doesn't have an, uh, an obvious path to starting right away, at least last year. Drafting special teamers. Right. And it's like, okay, <laughs> but he was still a very good player and he made it pretty clear why they wanted to draft him. This guy 
I think is a fair inclusion, although I think he would be a lot higher if not for the last couple of years. It's Michael Thomas, who's at number 32. The Saints took him 47th overall. That's the second round in 2016. I think when you when a second-round pick goes and you know, sets an NFL record for catches in a season, I think that's a pretty solid case for a steal. Are we still going to be uh, considering the former Saints, too, because you skipped over Carr? I was going to go to that. Okay, go to that. Carr but, and actually Terran Matthew. But he is a current Saint. Right, right. And he was not drafted by the Saints. So we're going to do that after? That was the plan. Sorry. But you ruined it. I'm you sorry. Spoiled it. You spoiled it. There is one more <laughs> Saints drafted player on this list. Although he is another player who is no longer on the Saints. And it's right at the tail end. It's Trey Hendrickson. He was number 103 overall. It's his third round pick in 2017. Yeah, I mean, that that's a pretty, it's a pretty good one. That one always bothered me too because, man, tr- Trey Hendrickson, obviously he flashed at, at times here. But another one of those guys on this Saints defensive line that always seemed to be injured. Why do we have those issues with our defensive linemen? And unfortunately for the Saints... He went on to the Bengals and has, has really developed into one of the premier pass rushers now in the league. I mean, I think guys get hurt. I think that's just the NFL. But I think Trey's issue with the Saints, one of the reasons they were re- hesitant to give him a massive deal, is he's never been a run player. And in a 4-3 defense, you really need your ends to play the run. And so it just didn't make sense for them to pay outside of his market, which is what the Bengals did. So I, I, I don't think that they lost him, per se, is that they let him go. But, yeah, I mean, a third-round pick, double-digit sacks, that's a pretty solid market. I think it speaks to how highly the NFL thinks of Trey Hendrickson right now for him to be on this list at all. Because when Trey Hendrickson left... He would not have been on this list. Absolutely not. Right. Right. Like he's on this list now because he has continued that trajectory, which I think there was a fair question as to whether he would, if that was a kind of a flash in a pan moment or if he really was that player. And I think he showed that he is. Yeah, I was definitely on the wrong side of that because I was like, ah, it's no big deal. Let him walk. The guy's always on on the injured list. But he works, right? He does (laughs) the work. And I think that's one of those things Definitely does the work. You look at these guys and players in the first round, it's a lot of times it's pure talent and you're getting drafted on that talent alone. In the second and third round, there's usually a question. There's a there's a reason you're not a first round talent. But I but they the work ethic is what will set you apart. And Trey Hendrickson's a maniac in more ways than one. And he was willing to do the work and he did the work and he got better and he got better and he got better and now he is an elite pass rusher in the NFL. So yeah, I mean, that's the last Saints draft pick. So over the last decade, there are four Saints draft picks that have been listed in the top 50 draft steals, which I think is probably a fair number. I didn't go through here and add up every team. Which team, right? But I have a feeling that four is among the top half of of the teams on this list. Yeah, I can't imagine... Like the the Saints competition in the division, their their ranking, I wouldn't imagine being so high on this. I'm trying to go through right now to see any Panthers, Bucks, or um, Falcons on this list. There's only one Falcons player, <laughs> number 137 in 2015. That's Grady Jarrett, defensive tackle. Okay. I think that's I think that's fair, right? You're talking about a fourth rounder, I think, if I'm doing the math right there. So, but yeah, so that's one player. Panthers. I'm sure the Panthers will have at least one or two. Actually, no. The Panthers do not have a single player represented on this list. Wow, see, look at that. And the Bucks. I don't think so either, huh? No, it doesn't appear that they do. So, yeah. So, in the NFC South, there is only five players that are listed in the top 50 draft steals of the past decade. Four of them belong to the Saints. Huh. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah, it goes to show you why the New Orleans has obviously had most of the control over the division the past decade, honestly. I'd be actually curious if we look back the ten, last 10 years, how many times the Saints ended up division champs. It's also not a coincidence that two of them are for 2017 because I think one of the, you know, there's a lot of criticism of the Saints front office and a lot of, some of it's warranted, a lot of it's unwarranted. But one of the reasons that they'll look at and be like, well, they got saved by that 2017 draft because if not for that 2017 draft, where would they be? Without a Marshawn Lattimore, who's obviously not on this list because he's a first rounder, um, but, you know, without a Marcus Williams, who's not on this list, I would argue is probably, if this list went to 75, he would be in there somewhere, because even though he's a second rounder, he he probably was a steal. Although he's probably pretty close to what you would expect of a second rounder. You know, if not for that draft, where would they have been a few years down the road? You still have Ryan Ramchek, you still have Alvin Kamara, you still have Marshawn Lattimore. Can't keep everyone. Yeah, I mean, you need a draft like that. every like Especially if you were paying at the top of the salary cap and you're not able to go add through free agency the way that some teams want to. You have to have a draft like that every few years to kind of reset the deck. You have a Chris Olave and Alante Taylor. If Trevor Penning can hit, then that might be that draft we look at in a couple years and be like, you know what? They really did hit it that year. But right now, obviously, to me, even Penning's a huge concern just yeah. uh, obviously because of those injuries early on and to you know the foot you, you know and that's pretty big obviously for an uh, a massive offensive lineman too yeah but in my opinion if you can pull three starters out of any draft that's a success three or four or five years down the road it was a very good draft if you can only look at it and say role players right that's a problem you know the 2019 draft is actually surprisingly good for the Saints despite not having a first rounder because they ended up with Eric McCoy and CJ Gardner-Johnson I don't know who they might have taken in the first round but you know if you can say we got two starters out of this team and obviously CJ's not on the team anymore we got two starters out of this draft hey you did pretty well there are two players as you mentioned on this list that are on the Saints currently but were not Saints draft picks right one of them is Derek Carr um, who was the number 36 overall pick. So early second round, there's only a couple players higher. T. Higgins is the only player who was the first pick of the second round on this list, which is fair, but he has, I think, outperformed that draft slot mightily. Derek Carr, anytime you can get a quarterback in the second, third, fourth round who is, you know, a perennial pro bowler, starts a bunch of games, is not constantly looking over his shoulder to see who's going to be taking his job. That's a, that's a draft steal. So I think that's fair. Yeah, definitely. He's number 24 on the list, so he's in the middle of the pack. Definitely someone that obviously, you know, we're still expecting even more from. And we keep talking about it come training camp. 
get to see more of him in action. But I think Derek Carr, yeah, he's established himself as one of the at least upper tier quarterbacks. I'm not saying you're elite, but you're definitely in the top half of the league in quarterbacking. Yeah, we we got we got a text that says so. You get rid of Trey Hendrickson and keep Peyton Turner. Smart. Like, well, I don't know what that means. You didn't get rid of Trey Hendrickson to keep Peyton Turner. No, Peyton Turner is going into what year three and you now? You drafted a rookie. Yeah, it's not like they were like, well, well what are going to sign? He didn't even know who's going to be on the anyway. It's not really what happened, but you you also did not pay Peyton Turner four years, eighty million dollars, which is what you've had to pay Trey Hendrickson to keep him around. You can't pay everybody. You know, when you have a draft like twenty seventeen, that's when you end up being like, well, we have to make some tough decisions because we want to pay Alvin, we want to pay Marshawn, we want to pay Ryan. It's like, yeah, you'd love to pay them all, but you can't. You franchised Marcus and eventually you he left. But it's like that's just how it works. The last player on this list who we'll talk about is Tyron Matthew. He is the number sixteenth steal. He was the number 69 overall pick. Nice. Nice, in yeah. The 2013 draft <laughs> by the Arizona Cardinals. And he's a good example. There's two different types of players on this list, right? Keenan Allen is a good example of the opposite, which is like he's the 17th rated steal. He was number 76 of the Chargers, right? Yeah. There's guys who kind of flew under the radar because you weren't sure what they might be, and then they, they blew up in the NFL and they were very good for a long time, and that's the Keenan Allen. Then there's the Tyron Matthews, who everyone knows he is an elite football player, but they're just like, oh, I don't know, can we trust him? Is he a, is he a risk, you know, a, a personality risk or whatever? You know, the right, because of the, all the marijuana issues that, yeah, that he had in college. Yeah, whatever the issues he had in college, you right. can go through them. But like, oh, is, is, is he going to be a successful NFL player because of that? No one questioned the talent level, but he still ended up in that third round. And so he's, you know, there's two very different types of draft steals, and he is in that second category because he has been very good for a long time. And if you took away all of the question marks in college and just looked at the pro athletic profile and the skills and, and what he was able to accomplish when he did play, you'd be like, of course we're going to draft him. Why wouldn't we draft him? Anyway, he is the last player on that list, and he's currently on the Saints. With Matthew, I'm curious also what would have his path been had he not landed with the Arizona Cardinals because he went there and had a, a really solid foundation coming into a guy playing along with Patrick Peterson, I heard that Peterson and his father really took in Matthew and kind of guided him early on in the NFL. And obviously getting out of Louisiana for him out of that time was the perfect answer. And I'm just, for him, I think it's really key that he had that kind of base, that leadership, that kind of mentor, I guess, in Arizona at the time to help him where there seem to be those questions about him, where the talent, like you said, never, never an issue with Matthew is just like, man, can we keep this guy on the field because of his extracurricular activities, I guess you would say. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And so there's a few, you, you could make the argument for a couple more players. I think this list is actually pretty well done in terms of establishing where... Um, uh, here's a buck. On the, the There is a buck? Just to, who, who we just missed. I thought you were getting into. No. Who's oh, the buck? Who just missed? They have um Oh, there's a just miss. Chris Godwin. Okay, and Ryan Jensen. Right, exactly. So, so they have it too. I didn't even <laughs> see the just miss because they don't even list their team. I was just doing a search. <laughs> but yeah, so yes, you could say the Bucks have a few. And I'm sure a lot of teams have close calls. Because the Saints have a few where you could say, which David Onyamato is a fourth round pick in twenty sixteen. Like that's a in terms of 
value gained versus position drafted, I feel like he fits pretty well into that category. He was never had a monster season, but he was a very good NFL starter for a long time. And that's when I mean, you're drafting in the fourth round. That's a pretty you know, low bar to clear in terms of, okay, well, you got to steal in the fourth round. I think he was one of them. Marcus Williams is probably pretty close. I think two years from now, Caden Ellis will be on this list. I mean, considering what we saw production-wise yeah. last year. He's going to get a chance and, to start. And, man, everything that – I kind of looked at Demario Davis like he was crazy last year when he said, yeah, he's like the best unknown thing in the NFL. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, he's going to – he's a seventh-round pick from the 2019 draft. You know, he kind of burst out of the scene last year. He got paid in Atlanta, so they're going to give him his chances. He's going to have 100 tackle seasons, I guarantee it. And so when they redo this list in two years, he's going to be on it. I don't know where he's going to be, but he'll be on it. So if you want to check out this list, it's ESPN. We've been talking a lot about ESPN Plus. It's it's on there. It's by Matt Miller and Jordan Reed. It's a good it's a good read. You know, it's the, we've reached, I, I like list list better than the uh, Will Brinson's QB list. Yeah, this is the silly season for NFL <laughs> coverage, right? There's just only so much you can talk about the same thing over and over again and so that's why I, I appreciate ESPN and the content machines that exist out there for constantly giving us stuff to talk about because I think these types of things it's like this is all we have right now and and, and I want it that way because the this is the time of year where if there's a headline with a Saints player's name it's, in it it's not good it's news, almost right? always a bad thing amen because this is the time that they're out doing their own thing they're not practicing and then you got to kind of trust the players to to not get themselves into trouble and so as long as that happens i'm okay with it i'm okay with being bored what really would have been nice though is if the las vegas courts had uh this you know why you gotta with, bring that up why you gotta harsh say, my mellow no here? i'm just saying because it would have been nice if they brought would have been something to talk about and maybe something that was rectified and solved before training camp. Now we're going to be going to training camp and still talking about Alvin Kamara's legal issues. Yeah. We'll see if it gets wrapped up quickly. I, I can't imagine this thing doesn't settle, but I've been saying that. I don't care. He's a draft steal whether he gets... <laughs> I, I, I do too. My son, though, is basically like tossed his Alvin Kamara jersey in the closet, doesn't want anything to do with him after a, a fight in Las Vegas. And I'm like, I, I think that's pretty harsh, but I, I got to respect my 13-year-old's decision there. No, you don't. <laughs> you must wear this jersey. Fun fact. No, you don't. <laughs> if you want to live under this roof. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. All right, and that's going to do it for us in this episode of Inside Black and Gold. As always, I've been Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can follow Steve Geller over on Twitter at Steve Geller WWL. You can follow the show on Twitter at Saints underscore pod. You can follow us on YouTube as well at WWL Sports and all the latest content at WWL. Com. We're getting closer, folks. Only a couple weeks until the Saints kick off training camp and everything gets into full gear as always. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everyone, for following along. If you have any content you'd like us to cover over these next couple weeks, hit me up on Twitter. DMs are always open. We're always looking for, for suggestions, for content. This is the bottom of the barrel season, people. So any, any, any suggestions you have, please send them along. And we will very likely take them uh, in, in under heavy consideration. But all right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Who dat? Peace. <laughs>